Hello and welcome to another podcast from the Back of the Net blog.com series. I'm your host as always, Scott Stino, and today we'll be focusing on one topic in particular, and that is the future of Scotland manager Gordon Strachan. Strachan's future is in doubt after two dismal performances in the latest World Cup qualifying campaign for Scotland, a disappointing draw at home to Lithuania, and then a horror performance in Slovakia. Saw Scotland pick up only one point from a possible six in the last two games, leaving them in fourth place in the group. They did have a win against Malta in the opening week. However, with the other teams in the group picking up valuable points away from home, the performance of Scotland away in Slovakia, there's little to boost the confidence of the Scotland fans ahead of their daunting trip down to London and Wembley Stadium to face England. Scotland's abject performances in the last two games have raised a lot of questions around whether or not Strachan should remain in charge for the England game. The manager himself has come out and said that he intends to stay on for the game and the SFA has backed him, unwilling to sack him at this stage. However, if results don't go his way at Wembley, it's hard to see Gordon Strachan remaining as Scotland manager for the rest of the campaign. Scotland fans may disagree that the word abject was used to define how Scotland played. Possibly a better way to describe it was dross or dreadful or completely lacking enthusiasm. Following a disappointing 1-1 draw with Lithuania at home, a game that Gordon Strachan knew that the team really had to win to set themselves up nicely in this group, Scotland travelled to Slovakia with hopes of trying to secure at least one point, if not three, But really, from the first moment of the game, it didn't look like Scotland were at the races. As I said before, Slovakia are not quite the side that they were at Euro 2016, and they were there definitely for the taking, as Slovenia had shown previously a few days before. But that mattered little as a changed Scotland side playing a 4-5-1 formation failed to control the early part of the game, giving Slovakia the momentum to come back in and attack their opponents. Scotland were poor in both ends of the pitch, with Stephen Fletcher once again ineffective in front of goal, and the Scotland defence looking shakier as the game went on. Slovakia did well to expose the weaknesses at the back, and before long were in a 2-0 lead thanks to a brace from Robert Mack. Adam Nemec then rose unchallenged to head in their third goal, condemning Scotland to a 3-0 defeat in the end. The Scotland players were jeered off by the fans who had travelled to Slovakia, not just because of the result, but because of the performance, which at times was just awful to watch. In the post-match press conference, Gordon Strachan once again gave little away in terms of what he was thinking about the game and refused to blame the players for the performance. Whilst he did apologise to the travelling fans and said that he felt sorry for them and wanted to give them a moment to sing and dance about, he also bizarrely talked about how he wanted to protect his players and how he wanted to send them back to their clubs feeling good about themselves after two abject performances. Uh, He also said that they'd worked very hard over the last couple of days but with little results to show for it. Now, my question I have on this is, why is that such a major concern? These are, after all, professional players. They should be going back thinking about how bad that performance was and how they could rectify it in the next game. Why Strachan is trying to protect his players to this level is bizarre to the point where he comes across as being a protective father.
Strachan refused to talk about his position as Scotland manager despite lots of questions from the press in the room at the time who said that maybe his time would be up. But on the days that followed, Strachan did confirm that he would be staying on for the England game after talks with the SFA. It's not a surprising decision by the SFA who really are a spineless organisation. Their reluctance to sack Strachan despite disappointments not only in this campaign but in the previous campaign says a lot about the people that are running the Football Association. The decision to retain the services of Gordon Strachan because they don't believe there is anyone good enough to take the job on is not a good enough reason. Knowing there is no one better to take the job is fine, but assuming there isn't is criminal. What's to say an unemployed coach wouldn't look at Scotland and think, now there's a challenge, a handful of good players, a few young gems like Oliver Burke, a passionate support and very low expectations. Why not take on that challenge? But it's the usual response from the SFA who've decided to bury their head once again in the sand rather than tackling this issue head on. Even if Scotland lose their next game against England at Wembley, it's unlikely that the SFA will actually sack Gordon Strachan. They will be hoping that Strachan will fall on his own sword and decide to resign from the position, allowing Stuart Regan to finally re-emerge from underneath his desk. Really, they should have acted by now and Strachan should be gone. There shouldn't be this debate about whether or not Strachan should be retained. The results have just simply not been good enough and the campaign looks to be slipping away from Scotland faster than they can imagine. To be fair to Gordon Strachan, he is not the worst Scotland manager that has ever been. In fact, he has a better win ratio than Craig Brown, Waller Smith and Jock Steen. But international football has evolved to a point where there are few minnows left and sides like Lithuania are able to get something out of matches. As a manager, you need to be able to evolve with the game and change your tactics to get the win and not rely on tried and tested in the hope that you will get a different result. Unfortunately for Strachan, that has been one of his major downfalls. His over-reliance on the same tactical system and setup has led to several disappointing campaigns, but it also meant that several players who should have been in the Scotland squad, like Jordan Rhodes or Lee Griffiths, who are natural goal scorers, have been left out with Gordon Strachan preferring to play either Stephen Fletcher or Chris Martin in that role up front. Both Fletcher and Martin are not necessarily proven goal scorers, but they are good at link-up play, which is something that Gordon Strachan seems to like. He does like the big burly striker up front who can hold up the play and bring in the midfielders into the attack. However, with Scotland, that really isn't the, the most important thing. The most important thing for Scotland is scoring goals, something that Griffiths and Rhodes do on a daily basis. Similarly, Strachan's decision to continuously select Russell Martin and Grant Hadley as their centre-back pairing, despite neither player playing regularly for his club, is a baffling one, and it showed against Lithuania and Slovakia, with both players looking vastly off the pace. There is a case to be made that Scotland doesn't have the strength and depth at centre-back that it used to have, and the options are pretty limited in terms of who Gordon Strachan could select. But given the performances of Russell Martin and Grant Hanley in recent games, the question is why is he not testing other players in that position to see if they get a better result? There are a few options that Strachan could have called up, Christoph Berra being one of those 
The Ipswich defender has been in good form this season, playing all of Ipswich's games so far, and was on the bench for both Lithuania and Slovakia games. He could also have turned to Mark Reynolds of Aberdeen or Danny Wilson of Rangers, both of whom can do a job at centre-half on a regular basis. Or it may be time to look at new fresh faces like Liam Cooper of Leeds or perhaps Hearts defender John Souter. Souter is widely tipped to be a future Scotland internationalist and at 20 years old, people may feel that he's not ready. However, the only way to find out if he's not ready is to actually throw him into games. It may be a case of he is ready and he could provide a better service at centre-back than someone like Grant Hanley. To be fair to Hanley, Hanley is only 23 years old right now and whilst he may not be getting a game for Newcastle, that may change in the future. He is seen as one player who Scotland will call on for quite a considerable amount of time going forward, but perhaps right now, whilst he is not playing and he's not in good form, he shouldn't be anywhere near the Scotland team. That also kind of raises another valid point about form and why Gordon Strachan continues to pick players who are not exactly in great form. Against Lithuania, he went with Chris Martin up front. Now, Chris Martin is a good striker. However, he hasn't scored in the last 20 appearances at club level for Derby and now his new club, Fulham. He did score against Malta, granted, and he did win the penalty. However, it is Malta, so you have to kind of factor that into the decision-making process. There is also an element of favoritism when it comes to Gordon Strachan and his selection of certain players like Barry Bannon, who potentially is baffling ahead of someone like James MacArthur. But again, most managers do have favoritism towards certain players. Look at Harry Redknapp and Peter Crouch, for instance. All this being said, Gordon Strachan will be in charge when Scotland face England next month, but it may be his last game if Scotland cannot pull off a shock result. If he does manage to get a result in England and, and walks away with the three points, not only will it be a shock, but it also may save his skin and it may give him a little bit more time to push on as Scotland manager and try to see if he can change the fortunes of the national side. But if he does manage to get that victory and he does get a chance for redemption, then Strachan needs to start listening to what his critics are saying. He needs to start adapting his tactics to fit the competition in front of him and he needs to start playing players who are both in form and playing regularly for their clubs. Favoritism and selection based on tactics is not necessarily the best or winning formula. Scotland fans do want to see interesting and unique football. They do want to see fast-flowing football but most of all, they want to see goals and they want to see wins. The Scotland fans are desperate to get to a major international tournament. And the only way that this looks to be possible is if Strachan benches his prehistoric notions of favouritism and loyalty towards certain players and starts to play towards Scotland's strengths. A 4-4-2 formation with two central strikers and two wingers is the most likely formation to get Scotland the results it needs. Away from home, playing a 4-5-1 is fine, but you have to have pace. You have to take 
people like Oliver Burke and Stephen Naismith who can provide that pace rather than the likes of Barry Bannon or Stephen Fletcher who don't have pace to burn and are able to play on the counter-attack. Scotland are far from out of this qualification campaign regardless of what people are saying. Yes, after three games you would be hoping for more points. However, they still have seven games to go. So if they can turn things around and manage to get key results away from home and against the big boys in the group like Slovakia, Slovenia and England, then qualification in second place or even in first could be a distinct possibility. Scotland have a lot of things going in their favour right now. They have a youthful side with the likes of Patterson, Robertson and Burke providing some youthful energy to the squad. They have teams in chaos. The England squad and Slovakia teams are not necessarily the squads that they used to be in a little bit of transitional periods. Slovenia have been impressive so far in this group, but they almost lost to Lithuania by two goals to one and only managed to scrape a draw in the very last minute, similar to what Scotland did. So Slovenia are not the side that we should be fearing. At the end of it all, it comes down to Scotland picking up a result down in Wembley against England in November. Not an easy task, but something that is possible, especially if we put the best team we have out onto the field. That means playing people like Lee Griffith and Oliver Burke, who can unlock defences and score the goals that we need to win games. If Strachan is able to do this, then yes, he may stay on as Scotland manager, but it's a big maybe. That's all we have for now. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time.